All right, Colossians, Colossians chapter three. Uh, let's go back up to, uh, let's go back up to, let's see, uh, verse 17, verse 17. Let's go back to 17. <clears throat> it says, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the father by him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, let's all read that. At Fairview, you help me read that there. Let's all read together. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I am so grateful and thankful for your mercy. I am so grateful for your word that encourages us, it teaches us, it convicts us, it challenges us. Uh, Lord, it will take things out of our life and it will put things into our life. Help us to follow it. Lord, help us not to try to change the word to fit our beliefs or lifestyle. Help us to change our beliefs and our lifestyle according to the word. I pray that your perfect will be done tonight. Use this word to help us. I pray that you, you will just help and encourage and bless. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And Lord, please don't let me forget anything I should. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In the home, we have discussed the relationship between husbands and wives. We've discussed the relationship between parents and children. Uh, tonight, we're going to discuss the relationship between employees and employers. Uh, we are talking about the workforce in the workplace. Uh, there should be somebody in the family working to help provide. Uh, the Bible says if a man don't work, neither should he eat. Say amen. amen. I was looking at this and, and I honestly, I went into great detail. I, 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 I put, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different, uh, uh, places in God's word that specifically talks about, uh, the, the responsibilities we have as an employee the responsibility we have as an employer. And in and, and all of these, as it goes into, I mean, real specific detail in this. And the more I read it, the more I see how far away that our society is from what God intends for it to be. I mean, I, I, I looked at, okay, you're supposed to do this, 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 and this. And I looked, and you can look on Facebook, you can look in the culture, you can look in society, and it is absolutely nothing like what God expects. Now, I want to I say this. Some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight, it may chap some of y'all, and you may not like it. You may not think it's, it's, it's you know, where, where we're living in 2021. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. God wrote it. <clears throat> the Bible says the word of God endureth to all generations. In other words, it'll still be right when Jesus comes. And so what I'm going to tell you tonight is going to just pertain to Christians. Okay, so if you're not a Christian, this don't pertain to you. But if you claim to be a Christian, this is the way you're supposed to act. 
And if you don't act this way and you don't want to act this way, you might want to check up and see if you're a Christian or not. I need a witness. We are supposed to be different. We are supposed to stand out in the crowd, if you will. We're to let our light so shine before men that they may glorify our father, which is in heaven. Say amen. Now, he is addressing and he uses the word doulos as for the word servant. That means slave. He is referencing the relationship between a slave. Now, when I say slave, I mean a slave, a real slave. Are y'all with me? A slave who is owned by somebody, by a master. They have no rights. They have, they don't get a salary. Are y'all with me? And he is telling a slave that has been saved, that has become a believer in Christ. Cause you got to understand this was in a, a Roman culture during the Roman world. And there were millions of enslaved people during the Roman empire. And God that we see in his marvelous grace saw fit to save a bunch of slaves. And he said, here's how I want you to act as a slave. And now you say, we don't have them today. Uh, Obviously that's true. Here we are, but we can apply, we can apply the truth and the principles and the responsibilities he gave to a Christian slave, to an employer and an employee. Now, if, uh, if a slave who did not get a salary was supposed to behave this way, how much more should a modern day employee who is a child of God behave this way? Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Now let's do this. I want to, I want to look at the employee first because there's, there's more described for them, but here's what I want to do. It's going to be up here. I didn't give it to you because I run out of room. I already had two pages and didn't have room for all the verses. So I'm going to just, just, just sit back just a second. Just sit back just a second. I want you to listen. Okay. I want you to listen to the, to the verses. First, we're going to look in Colossians, then Ephesians, then first Peter, first Timothy and Titus. All of these are referring to the relationship between the employee and the employer. Colossians three twenty two, servants obey in all things, your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God and whatsoever ye do. Do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that the Lord of the Lord, ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance that for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong, which he hath done. There is no respect of persons. Masters. Now this, this is going into chapter uh, four, verse one. Now he's addressing the, the, the employer or the master. Give your servants that which is just and equal knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. All right, Ephesians 6, 5. This is the parallel. This is the parallel to Colossians. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. With good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And ye masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. First Peter 2, verse 18. Servants, be subject, and, and keep in mind that the Greek word is doulos, it means slaves. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear. Not only to the good and gentle, 
but also to the forward. The word forward here means crooked, means crooked. Now we're going to this right, this one set of verses right here is going to destroy the myth that if you have a terrible boss, you can treat him terribly. This set of verses right here says it doesn't matter who your boss is. It doesn't matter how crooked your boss is. You need to treat him or serve as if you were serving the Lord. All right. All right. I see some of you are already getting, I feel the steam coming up right here. Whoa, preacher. Let me read. Watch now. He says, be subject to your masters with all fear. Not only, not only to the good and gentle. It would be great if we all had a great boss. Say amen. But some of us don't. But also to the forward or the crooked. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. He said, what glory is it if then ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. What a great example we have. Amen. Now watch this. Watch this. First Timothy six. First Timothy six, one, let as many servants as are under the yoke, under the yoke of bondage, which would be slavery, count their own masters worthy of all honor that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. Titus nine or Titus chapter two, verse nine, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our savior in all things. Now that is a comprehensive set of verses describing the relationship between employee and employer. Now here's what I want to do. I want to take these, smash them all together and take out of everything. And we're going to look at a a few things tonight. We're going to look at what we do. We're going to look at what we do. If I'm an employee, if I'm an employee, we're going to look at what we do. We're going to look at how we do it. And we're going to look at why we do it. We need to understand how we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do or be for our employer we need to know, we need to know how that, that we're to accomplish what we, it is we're supposed to do. And then we need some motivation behind it because I'm going to tell you what he's asking us to do. It's kind of stout. It's one of them. It's one of them nights that it's going to be easy preaching and hard living. Say amen. amen. Now, so let's go ahead and jump into this thing real quick. Number one, let's look at the employees first. So A, write this down. If you're taking notes, here's what, here's what I want you to write down. What we do. Now remember, now remember, if you're not a Christian, this doesn't apply to you. But if you are saved, if you claim to be a child of God, this applies to you. Okay? He is speaking to you. You are not immune to this. You are, you are not free from the responsibilities that we're going to talk about tonight. 
If you're a child of God, this is how he wants you to treat your employer. All right. Number one, the first thing he says to do is obey them. Obey them. Do what you're told. I know that's crazy that you even have to say that. I mean, it really is. It really is that we are living in such a bizarro world and such an upside down culture and society that it really has to be said, you need to do what your boss tells you to do. But that's the world we're living in. You see people all the time. Well, my boss won't me to do this, but I, and, and I'm like, he's your boss. That's what you get paid to do is whatever he tells you to do. I'm not getting through to y'all tonight. (laughs) Do what you're told. Whatever the boss tells you to do, do what you're told. Let me give you several verses. Look, Colossians 3.22, servants, obey in all things your master according to the flesh. How many things that your boss tells you to do do you need to do? That's what the Bible said. Ephesians 6.5. Now, now, hang, hang on a minute. I know what some of you think. What if he tells me to rob a bank? Now, let's don't be silly. Okay. Let's, let's, let's don't be facetious and try to get theoretical, you know, things. If he says to kill somebody or st- rob a bank, obviously, that's not what he's talking about. But if he tells you to take out the garbage, what do you need to do? Are, can we all be adults tonight? Is everybody on the same page here? It's not asking too much to do what you're told to do at work. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Ephesians 6, 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. 1 Peter two eighteen. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear. Subject means submissive. It means to obey, to, to do what you're told. Titus 2, 9. Exhort servants to be obedient under their own master. So first thing we need to, we need to cover. We need to just say, number one, number one, to be a godly employee for my employer. Number one, I need to, I need to do what I'm told. I need to obey. Number two, number two, watch this. First Timothy six, first Timothy six, let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all. What's that word? Honor. We're to honor our employer. Boy, that's, that's, that's kind of speaking a foreign language in the world we are today. I see people all the time getting on social media, complaining about their bosses, complaining about their employers, complaining about this, complaining about that. Uh, somebody said, the other, boy, I just, I'm, I'm backed up at work. And my, my same response always, every single time I said, well, it's better than the alternative. Your job may be bad, but it beats unemployment. Are y'all with me? Now think about this. Think about this. Have you noticed in all levels of authority that God gives us in scripture, husband and wife, Parents and children, employer, employee, there's a sense of honor. God's asked you, uh, he's asked the wife to honor the husband. He tells the, the children to honor their parents. He's telling us now that we should honor our employees or, or employers. But watch this. Culture is telling us to do the exact opposite. Culture is telling us to fight the man. Culture is telling 
rebellion. Now let's trace that all the way back even before the garden. It's all satanic. It's all satanic. Everything that we see that's prevalent today in our culture is the exact opposite of what God says he wants it to be. Honor. Honor them. Honor them. Listen, appreciate the job you have. It may not be that I learned a long time ago. I learned a long time ago, and I've probably told you this before, but I learned the hard way. I was complaining about something, and the guy said, listen, do what you have to do till you can do what you want to do. I've worked a lot of jobs I didn't like, and I didn't really want to do it, but that's all I had, and I did it. But we're raising generations of people who say, well, I'm not going to do that. You get hungry enough, you will. We need, we need, to, start, we need to start cutting off that gravy train. Because the Bible says if a man won't work, neither will he eat. And Bam said, I've heard people say, well, I won't do that job. You get hungry enough, you'll do anything. That's the problem. The government and most families don't have the sense that God gave the bears. The government will tell you, don't feed the bears. But why? Why? Why does they say don't feed the bears at Yellowstone? Because then they won't go look for their... Now, what do y'all see where I'm going with this? Anyway. Number one, as a, as a Christian employee, I'm to do what I'm told. I'm do what I'm asked to do. Number two, what was number two? We're to honor. honor. Honor our employer. Number three, Titus 2.9. Titus 2.9. It says, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters. Now read it with me. And to please them well in all things. Wow. He says, please them. Please them. Work in such a way that they are pleased with your conduct. We're to please them. We're to please our bosses. How, how crazy does that sound in the world we're in? Well, I'm just going to do what I got to do. I'm just going to do, they can't. I had a guy tell me, I remember one time when I was working at the golf course in South Carolina, he said, they can't get but eight. They can't get but eight. And his mentality is, I'm only going to do what I have to do. I'm not going to do what I can do. And, and okay. <clears throat> please them. Not just please them, but look what it says. To please them. Well. All right. All right. I got some of you. I knew that. We're, we'll, have, we'll have five people in this building before this is over with. <laughs> please them well. in all things. all things. Remember, remember, this is just for Christians. This is just for Christians. Number four. Number four. Y'all really going to like this one. <laughs> Titus 2.9. Titus 2.9. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things. What's the next three words? You know what that means? Don't talk back. Don't talk back. Don't be argumentative. There's not a single boss, manager, foreman that likes 
to have to argue with somebody every time he needs something done. And if you're doing that, it's obvious you've never been a foreman, a leader, a boss, or an employer. Because that is so frustrating. Are y'all with me? Remember, 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 this is just Christians. So if you're a Christian, this pertains to you. Don't be argumentative. Don't be, there's going to be something said toward the end of this thing that's going to make this thing just pop and you're going to see something huge. As a Christian employee, I need to do what I'm asked to do. I need to, I need to honor the person that I'm working for. I need to do my very best to please them with my work behavior, with my productivity, with my actions on the job, with my effort that I make. I don't need to be argumentative. I don't need to talk back all the time. I don't need to be frustrating to the person that is responsible for me. Number five, Titus 2.10, not purloining. I hope I'm saying that right. Not purloining, that means stealing. It means stealing. You shouldn't steal from your boss. Man, there should have been amens everywhere. If you as a boss in here, you'd say it. I read, I forgot, I was going to put it in here, but there are millions of dollars lost every year to people stealing things from pens to paper clips to big ticket items. And this is what they say. Well, I earned it. Well, I deserve it. He should have gave it to me anyway. That's not what Christians say. That's not what Christians do. According to scripture. But that's just if you're a Christian. Don't talk back. Don't steal. Number six. Be faithful and honest. He says in Titus 2.10. Not purloining, but showing all good fidelity. But showing all good fidelity. Fidelity means faithful. Has anybody been keeping up? Has anybody been keeping up with what employers are trying to do to get employees right now? And say, if you would just show up almost on time. It is sickening. If you would just come three days in a row, we will throw a party for you with ice cream. What has happened to our society? What has happened to the kids that we have been training? Listen, what happened to the day that if you didn't show up on time and do your job like you're supposed to, you was canned. They didn't have to beg you with an ice cream cake to come back the next week. Be faithful. Be faithful. Let's go on to or be. 
All right, what are we to do? We're to obey, we're to honor, we're to please, we're not to talk back, we're, we're not to steal, and we're to be faithful and honest. Now, where did we find all of those responsibilities? In the Bible, which came from, so God gave them. So I don't need any emails. Okay? If you want to send out a grievance, send it up tonight. And let me know how that works for you. Amen? Now we've talked about what we are to do. Now we're to talk about how we are to do it. How are are we to do our job? He tells us that too. Look what he says in Colossians 3.22. Colossians 3.22 says this, servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. Watch this now. Not with as, but in fearing God. Now the word singleness of heart means sincerely. It means sincerely. He says, don't, don't work, don't work as with eye service as men pleasers. And you say, what in the world does that mean? I'll give you an illustration. Last week, last week I went to, I I went to, uh, uh, see my brother. I had a, a, a memorial for my cousin who passed away and, uh, I was down there with my brother for a little while. And, and so I rode to work with him. He had, he was supposed to be on vacation, but, but he's a, big time project manager person and, 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 and they had a big, uh, project on, uh, the, the airport in Palm beach. They were putting in an underground, uh, canal. They had a canal that run alongside of the, of the, the runways. And there was too many birds coming from the canals, getting into the plane. So they put in an underground one. I mean, it's showing up on, it was incredible, but we were, we pulled in and, and we're checking in and, and boy, I have some grievances with, with any, anyway, I can't get on that. That'll get me sidetracked. I had somebody that couldn't even speak English. That was the guard at the gate that wouldn't let me in. And I want to say, this is my country. You didn't even come from here. <laughs> Tell me I can't get in that gate. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, what's wrong with that picture? Anyway. We pull in and there's some guys standing over there, standing around. And, and Joe looked at me and he said, watch this. We pull up and they, one of them kind of cocks his eyes and sees Joe's truck coming. And son, you ain't never seen. They was stepping and fetching, pointing and doing this and saying, get hit. Get. I said, what are they doing? He said, they saw my truck. Y'all get it? You know what Paul is saying here? Don't work when there's somebody around. Don't don't work just when somebody's watching. Let your work be sincere. Do it from the heart. Don't don't do it just when somebody's watching and then slack off. And keep in mind, keep in mind, everybody, this is only for Christians. Okay. How are you when nobody's watching? Somebody, somebody said one time, somebody said one time that true character is what you are when no one's around. That's what you really are. And he said, don't be that type of person. You need to work just as hard if your boss's truck is there or if your boss's truck is not there. Amen. 
Now, so we're to do it sincerely. We're to work sincerely. He says it in Colossians and he says it in Ephesians. Same thing. Same thing. Look in verse six. Look in verse six of Ephesians. Singleness of heart in verse five. But watch what he says in verse six. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the from the heart. And, and I never, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with this subject before, but this one stood out to me that I, I really, I hadn't included it because it was just there. But sometimes in, in, in Bondo church, we'll be reading a, a scripture and we'll say, what stands out to you? Some of you guys, y'all are familiar with this when we've done this and we, 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 and we've read, we've read scriptures that we've read a hundred times before growing up. Then all of a sudden in bondage, boy, there's a word that just stands out that we just never thought about before, but watch what, watch what he says. Watch what he says here. How are we to do it sincerely, but not only sincerely, but look what it says in Colossians three 22. Servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart. What's the next one? Uh oh, say it again. Now watch this, Ephesians 6, 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with. When's the last time you worked with a reverence for God? You did your job with a fear that God is watching. God is watching my effort. God is watching my faithfulness. God is watching my heart, whether I'm doing it sincerely. You know what? I think this may be, this may be the missing ingredient. I, I, how many of y'all, let me, I I need to ask this. How many of y'all grew up before the timeout era? And if you don't know what that means, it's when you say, I'm going to put you in timeout. Now you know what it means? Listen, I told y'all before, the only timeout I had is when dad whipped me and called timeout and mom started whipping me. <laughs> but raise your hand again. You, you was in that era that, that you were told one time what to do. And they expected you to do it. And even whether they were there or not, you did it because you knew they was coming home. That fear and that respect that you had for your authority, for your parent, your granny, or whoever it was that was your authority, you respected them and you was going to get the job done because you know they was coming home. And if you didn't get, amen, that's missing today. That's, it didn't say fear your boss. It didn't say fear your boss. It didn't say fear missing the paycheck. He said, fear God. It doesn't matter if your boss is watching or not. God is watching. Well, my boss can't do nothing. I've got whatever. Well, God's watching. Well, he can't do nothing about my job. He can take the breath you breathe. This is all centered in our behavior at work. Where's the fear of God going? We're to work sincerely, not hypocritically, not fake. The word sincerely means not simulated, not said for the sake of appearance. 
when we pulled up on that job, they looked for the sake of appearance. They got the going. That's not sincere. That's hypocritical. Godly fear. I fear the Lord. Number three. Number three, not only are we to work sincerely with godly fear, but it says in Colossians 3, 23, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Heartily means with zeal, eagerly. Now I know this is a tough one. I ain't going to lie. I didn't, I didn't, you know, when I was working on the golf course and it was, it was still frost on the ground and, 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 or. After that, by the time it'd get 90 something degrees in, in, in weed eating. And I, I didn't really just jump out and say, man, I can't wait to get that weed eater. <laughs> I understand that there are jobs that are not desirable. But I think you need to, we need to get back to having pride in what we do. Amen. I might not like having to dig out dig out the sand trap and pull all the weeds and, and get sandblasted when I'm trying to fix all that. But I'm going to do it eagerly because my name's on it. Amen. Joe said something. I said, Joe, this is, this is your vacation, son. He said, but this is my job. My name's on this job. Y'all with me? We're losing that. We're losing the pride in what we do. The sincerity. I believe that's what he's talking about. Do it heartily. Man, if you're going to do something, do it. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes says this, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there's no work or power in the grave whether thou goest. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't do it halfway. Don't do it half-heartedly. If you're going to do it, do it. Look at your neighbor and say, just do it. Somebody needs to make an advertisement with that on it. Oh, yeah, okay. Some of y'all was looking like, what? No. All right. We still still alive? Everybody still good? Still love me? Now, you, now you're going to know why we got to do this stuff. How do, how, do we, how do we do what we do? We do it sincerely. Not just when people are watching. We do it with godly fear. We do it heartily, with zeal, eagerly. How else are we to do it? According to Scripture, Colossians 3.23. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily. Watch this now. As, as, and not unto men. Watch this. He explains it. He goes into more detail so you'll know exactly what he's talking about. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. Read it with me. For ye serve the Lord Christ. Say it again. You know what that means? You don't work for Rahal. You work for Jesus Incorporated. Say, you don't work for Golden Rule. You work for Jesus. 
That changes everything. Paul is saying here, not just Paul, but Peter too, that when you go to work, you need to go to work like you just clocked in with Jesus' time clock. You're not working for whoever's company's on the name of your check. You're working for Jesus. It's not hard for me to honor Jesus. It's not hard for me to be eager to serve Jesus. It's not hard for me to be honest with Jesus and faithful to Jesus. He says, I don't want you to look at your boss. I want you to see Jesus. I don't care who's standing in front of you. You're serving Christ. Now remember, now remember everybody. Don't forget, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Now this is only for Christians. This is how a Christian is supposed to work. This is how a Christian employee is supposed to be. He's going to work for Jesus. That changes everything. I mean, that just flat out changes everything. I can, I can work because it doesn't matter if my boss is there or not. He's watching. It doesn't matter. Are y'all with me? It doesn't matter how he treats me. I'm working for Jesus. Amen. We all together. Now, what are we reading? Amen. Who wrote it? That's right. That's right. Okay. We serve the Lord. We need to look at it as when we go to work, we're serving Christ. He is our boss. Ephesians says the same thing. Ephesians 6, 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart as unto with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Amen. Now let's look, 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 this is good. This is good. What was the first one? What we do, what we do. Let's re- let's review. Let's review. We got plenty of time. We're early tonight. What do we do? Number one, we obey. obey. Number two, honor. we honor. Now, is it hard to obey Jesus? No, we want to do that. Now we mess up sometimes, but we do have a desire. If you're a Christian, if you're born again, if you have no desire to obey Jesus, you might not be saved. You probably are not saved. Now, if you are saved, you want to obey. You have a desire to obey him. Do you mess up? Sometimes, unfortunately, thank God for forgiveness. Amen. Amen. But you have a desire to do that. So when you get up in the morning, say, Jesus, I'm coming to work for you. And so it should be easy to number one. Number two, we are to, is it hard to honor Jesus? Is Jesus worthy of honor? Uh, Absolutely. Number three, should you want to please? How many of y'all want to please Jesus? How many of y'all want God to be happy with you? How many of y'all want when God's looking down on you at your job, he just gets a big smile on his face? Amen. See, that's not hard. This, this makes this a whole lot easier. It changes the dynamic of everything. Number one, we, number two, we, number three, we, number four, we, now see the problem is some of y'all have never been to my grandma's house (laughs) or you to learn that one. I, (laughs) Me and my brother, 
Me, I hate bringing him up. We're just pouring it on old Joe tonight, ain't we? We was in, in uh, uh, my grandmother's house, in the room, playing video games. It was when, how many of y'all remember the very first Atari? Had the joystick and one button. They come out with these with 50 buttons on. I don't know how they play them things. But we're playing Frogger. How many of y'all remember Frogger and Pac-Man? Man, we're in here and it's like 150 degrees outside and it just, it's hot. So we're in there having a big time in the room. Well, my grandmother, this is my dad's mom. This is the, the WWF wrestling watching grandma. <laughs> that had a pillow on her lap every time she watched it. And she beat the fire out of that pillow while she's watching. And you better not get in the way of the TV. And you better not ever say it's fake either. She'll beat the devil out of you. <laughs> One of the greatest memories I ever had was my grandma took me to Palm Beach where I saw Dusty Rose beat the tar out of Ric Flair. Say man. American dream. Amen. I'm sorry. Memories, memories. We're in, we're in the room. We're in the room. And my grandmother is babysitting a little young and little baby toddler. Well, my grandmother had a fan that didn't have a, a cover on it. Yeah. Well, the little toddler come in the room with us and the fan fell over, and made a big old racket. Well, my grandmother, my grandmother thought the baby fell in the fan and it scared my grandmother. Now, if you understood my, the Johnson side of the Carter clan, when, when the Johnsons get scared, they get angry. I mean, it's like a Hulk thing. I don't, I can't explain it. My father was that way. My uncle's that way. My brother's that way. I'm that way. You know, it just, she come in there and she says, y'all get out of here. And my brother just stood up and said, we didn't do anything. Wham! (laughs) It stunned him so bad, he just stood there and looked at her. But he should have moved because she thought he was rebelling, so she wham again. (laughs) By that time, he got it and we was gone. (laughs) How many of y'all are like me? You learn not to talk back. That's not being taught today. And we're wondering why these youngins can't keep a job. Because they feel like they need to argue about everything they're being told to do. Anyway, we done covered that one, didn't we? (laughs) Number one, let's review again. We got plenty of time, y'all. I'm early tonight. What do we do? What do we do? Number one. Number two. Number three, Please. number four, number five, don't steal. don't steal. Number six, be faithful and honest. Now, now, how many of us, how many of us can just agree right now when it comes to these things, doing this for Jesus, it's not a big deal. Can we say amen to that? Amen. I, I, I look at that. I, that's not a big deal for me to do these things for Jesus. Well, that's how we're supposed to look at it. We're, when we go to work, we go to work for Jesus. We're working for the Lord. Listen, this is going to make a whole lot of sense. See, why we do it. Why we do it. We talked about what we do. We talked about how we do it. Let's review that. How we do it. Number one. Come on, everybody. Number two. With godly fear. Number three. 
heartily. What is in the, what is in the, with zeal and what? Eagerly. Eagerly. Number four. As to the Lord. Okay. Now that's how we do it. Now let's look at why we do it. You remember when I said earlier that we're going to talk about something in the end that's going to make this thing. Watch this. Watch this. Why, Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to look at our boss and honor them? Why do we, why do we need to work hard even if nobody's watching? Well, the one thing I want to say there, there's always someone watching. Why do we need to have pride in our work? Why, why do we need to put a, a good effort and be honest and not steal from our boss? Why, why do we need to do these things? I'm glad Paul gave us some motivation. Look back up in Colossians chapter three in verse number. Let's go to 23. I got 24 in your, in the point, but look at verse 23 and what's that word? Whatsoever, whatever it is. If you're a plumber, if you're a painter, if you're a ditch digger, if you're an architect, if you're a doctor, if you're whatever you are, whatever you do, he says, do it heartily as to the Lord. That means eagerly with zeal, right? Not unto men. Now, he, now he's going to tell you, tell you why. Now he's going to give you the motivation to do this. What's that next word? There's some things you need to know. There's some things you need to remind yourself. And, and, and by the way, The worse your boss is, the more you need to remind yourself of this. I know what it's like to work for a jerk. I worked for the Antichrist's brother one time. (laughs) I'm telling you. I just want to. He was from New York. An Italian guy named Anthony who came down and was a boss of rednecks in South Florida. <laughs> and, and every other word was, was a word. Well, we didn't know how to handle that. Cause in the South, when you use those words, talking to somebody, you cussing them. You, you don't use words like that in a sentence unless you mean business. Are y'all with me? So it was just like, it was a culture shock. It was bad. So why do we have to treat them like we treat Jesus? And serve them like we're serving the Lord. Here's why. You may have to remind yourself every morning when you wake up if you got one of them. Verse 24. Knowing that of the Lord. Now, now let's, let's back up. I want you to insert there. I want you to insert there whatever your employer's name is. In other words, knowing that of the Lord, not whoever. Okay? So you put that in in your head. Knowing that of the Lord, I'm going to just use Ray Hall because that's what's coming to my mind right now. If if you work in Ray Hall, I'm not saying Ray Hall is a bad place to be. It's just the first thing's coming to my mind. Uh, Knowing. That of the Lord, not Rahal. 
ye shall receive the reward. Let me make it more simple. Whether Rahal takes care of you or not, if you serve it like you're serving the Lord, God's going to take care of you. Whether your boss, whoever's on the, on your check, if, whether he's watching or not, or he cares or not, or whether he appreciates you or not, because I know there are bosses that do not appreciate their people, do not care for their people. But if you'll do it right and you'll do it the godly way and you'll serve Jesus, I promise you, God will not be mocked. Amen. Knowing this, Paul said, I can ask you to be this way. I can ask you to serve this way. I can ask you to honor this way. I can ask you to please this way because you know that of the Lord, you're going to receive the reward. The blessing, the benefit. What is the motivation behind working like that? Serving like that, being like that because of the promise of reward. Whether my boss knows it or not, God knows it. Whether my boss sees it or not, God sees it. Whether the boss appreciates it or not, God appreciates it. God will. He's the one who writes my check. I don't care what my boss does. God's going to take care of me. And bless God, he will. I promise you he will. God's not going to short any of his employees. What do you mean his employees? Didn't he just say you're working for him? But you're not if you're slacking, if you're cheating, if you're stealing, if you're doing just enough to get by, or you just look busy when they show up. Don't expect a reward. The promise of reward. And that's not even really the most important one. Why should we serve like nobody else? Why should we honor like nobody else? Why should we do our very best to please like nobody else? Well, the one thing is a promise of reward that God will take care of us. But here's the most important thing. Here's the most important thing. For the benefit of the gospel. For the benefit of the gospel. Watch these two verses. Watch these two verses. 1 Timothy 6, 1, let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. Watch this, that the name of God and his doctrine, his teachings, the scriptures be not blasphemed. What does that mean? Let me, let me, let me make this real plain. If you have an unbelieving boss. And you tell everybody you're a Christian. You tell them you go to Temple Baptist Church. And you're a sorry worker. And you're constantly stealing from the company. And you're lazy. And you're not dependable. And you're always argumentative. You're always talking back. They're going to blaspheme your God. They're going to say, I don't know what God you're following kind of Christian are you? What kind of church are you going? That's what that's talking about. So how should we be? So that no matter how they treat you. 
You look like a Bible Christian. You work like a Bible Christian. You serve like a Bible Christian. You behave like, so they can't say nothing bad about your God. They will have to brag on your God. They will have to say, doggone, it don't matter how I treat him. He still works hard. So that one day this will happen. This will happen, I guarantee you. They're going to say, what is it that makes you do what you do? What what is it that makes you not fight back when they cuss you out? What is it that makes you work hard no matter if the boss is here or not? Now, when you first do it, they're going to say, hey, quit that. You're making us look bad. (laughs) But just keep on. I got to because I'm a Christian. I got to because my boss is watching. I got to be honest. I got to be faithful. I got to work hard. My boss sees me. And one day it'll turn to a testimony. Watch this next part. This is really cool. Watch this. That the word of God be not blasphemed. That the name of God. Man, when they see you and the way you work, they should do nothing but brag on God. What do they think about your God with your performance level lately? Don't, don't say nothing. But think about it. Look at the next one. Titus 2.10. This is huge. Not prolorning, but showing all good fidelity. Watch this now. Watch this. All of the stuff we listed in what we do and how we do it. Watch this. We do that. Watch this. That they talking about us may adorn adorn means to decorate adorn means to put on clothing to decorate does that make sense that they may adorn the what of our in what does that mean it means when you go to work you need to be wearing what you're learning that's what it means you're putting on this you're taking and receiving the word of God. You're receiving the scriptures. You're receiving the truth and you put it on and wear it, honey. You go and you honor. You go and you please. You go and you serve. You go and you work hard. You go and take pride in what you do. You do everything you can because somebody's watching. Not just is somebody watching from above. Somebody's watching this away. And the only gospel they may ever hear is what they see you wearing. Your behavior is like a garment. Have you ever, have you ever heard the phrase that we preach our own funerals? You're preaching every day. Every day you go to work, you're preaching. Every day you go to work, you're preaching. Are you cussing and ranting and raving and pitching a fit? Because you're preaching. What do people see of your God? By the doctrine that you're wearing. Yeah, help us all. That's what that says. You see, it's not just for our own financial benefit. 
which it is. But Paul says we need to do all of these things because the number one job we have is to get the gospel to those who don't have it. And you are wearing the doctrine. But what are they seeing? Are they seeing honor? Are they seeing pleasing? Are they seeing singleness of heart, sincerity? Are they seeing faithfulness? Are they seeing commitment? Because they're seeing what we're wearing. Church, say amen. Everybody look up. We're not praying. Come on. Come on. Look up. I know. I know. This is a lot. Okay. If you're an employer in here, I got one minute and 41 seconds. Good thing we only have one point. Write this down. This is deep, y'all. This is what's required of all the employers in the house. Write this word down. Put it up. Put it up. Ditto. I know you think it's because I run out of space. But watch what it says in Ephesians 6, 9. And ye masters, and ye masters, employers. Read it with me. Say it again. Do it again. What does it mean? It means we're to honor them. We're to be fair. It says be fair, be just. Be faithful. Treat them the way you want them to treat you. That's what he's saying. Now here, employee, employer, no, employer, look at me, everybody. Look at me, everybody. Y'all go, y'all go to doing this every time, every time y'all go to folding up them papers. <laughs> he says, he says, keep in mind, you may be the boss. You may be in charge. But don't forget that you got a boss in heaven. Be careful how you treat them under you because you have someone over you. That sounded pretty good, didn't it? Be careful how you treat those don't forget you got someone over you. And all God's people say it. Now don't forget. Don't forget. This is just for so if you're a Christian, all these things pertain to you. Now remember, remember when you leave, you work for Jesus Incorporated. Amen. Say this with me, preacher. preacher. I, work for I work for Jesus Incorporated. Jesus Incorporated. Hey, let's go to work. Amen. And all God's people say it.